1: What's good? It's the one and only MVP, and I'm here doing room service diaries. Luke and Brian, I actually met them, I believe, in Vegas. You know, honestly, I didn't know who it was going to be. But I saw them just now, I was like, oh man, cool. It's going to be you guys. Lovely guys, love the energy. I was raised on, like, if you, you make one mistake in school, and a mistake could just be wearing the wrong shoes, and you're
0: getting ripped the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We are joined by one of the most unique MMA fighters, really in the world, uh, certainly in the welterweight division. He's got a big fight coming up, which just got announced today. We were bouncing through London, BC. We like, we can't stop in London without talking to one of London's finest. MVP Pizzle. MVP, <laughs> Michael Venom-Page. How are you, sir? I'm
1: good, man. My pleasure to be here. Thank yeah, you for having me. Yeah, yeah we're, look,
0: we're in your neighborhood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but more or less, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely, like I said, like, this, London is small, so as long as it takes ages to get across London, London in general is small, so yeah, I go everywhere. Do you like London? Yeah, you know, I do. I, there's there's a lot that I don't like, and that's more political talk, so I'll leave that. But in general, London is a, is a great city.
0: Well, guys, I was telling you before, off camera, I have been here in 19 years. Yeah, you said. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, you know, there's some cities, like, you leave and you come back five or ten years later, <laughs> <laughs> it looks different. <laughs> yeah, shit kind of went to hell, but uh, no, London looks good. Yeah, man. it's
1: always it's always new developments and new buildings and things going up all the time. So, it's uh, and there's always stuff to do here. Always have to
0: do. Uh, it's Sort of a broader question, but like, we, we had an event last night, we met a bunch of MMA fans, we've been here for a few days, we talked to a bunch of fighters. It feels like MMA is big here, mm-hmm. and is doing really well, but it feels like there's so much untapped potential.
1: A hundred percent, it's still, weirdly enough, I think what it is, over here in the UK, they're still a bit more of a boxing country. So they favor more the boxers. They favor, you know, and even that it's, it's it's weird. Even down to like uh, sponsorship. So for myself, trying to get sponsorship, especially on the way up, it's difficult because people used to kind of turn their nose up at MMA. So as much as they watched it, as much as they knew who I was, and as much as they kind of knew a couple key fighters, it was still kind of like ah, oh, it's a bit too brutal sure. for our, for our company. So um, it's it's definitely
2: slowly coming out of that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not quite there yet. But get, getting the very small taste I've got of British culture here and the attitude of people in there, they seem like it's not like they are they would get caught up on the stereotype of, like, cage fighting or anything like that. Like, like these Londoners feel real. They just wear it on their sleeves. Like, this is what I'm about. Oh, you want to fight in a cage? Go ahead. No, you know what? I think
1: it's, it's, now that you come here now, I think it is getting to that point. But before, you know, I think people were still kind of stuck on Oh, it's a bit too brutal. Yeah. And even when I speak to people now, you know, as much as they'll come and support me because it's me and they, you know, I have a relationship with them. They're still like, "Oh man, like how long are you going to be doing this for?" And y- you know what I mean? They got all these kind of questions. So, um yeah, there's, there's still slight negative
2: air uh in, you know, in MMA. Kind of like culture. how Luke looks at power slap, you know. I was there bad. a little more than slight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. negative. Yeah, thank you, Dana. Power you. slap. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it, I think it's a joke. Isn't Is that insulting to the to the Mixed martial
0: artist, you know, uh, like not, uh, I, especially I, with I, I a guy know. like you who's got flashy offense and defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where defense is such a critical component. Yeah, of Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I don't get it. I see random clips that like come come up on like different feeds on social medias and stuff. I don't understand
0: that at all. Pretty soon they're just gonna start handing each other hammers and just, yeah. <laughs> like, just <laughs> see, who's the toughest? It. <laughs> yeah. So you want to be an
2: ultimate hammer? Yeah, know, that's that's it. That's it. Look, okay.
0: when, you're, when you when you. The last time you fought here, well, this was the Logan Storley. No, no, you fought here for the Mike Perry fight. Yes, as well. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. So I had the bare knuckle fight, um, which was obviously very different. It's the first time, and I think it's like 150 years that they had a you know actual live bare knuckle. That's
2: event crazy. In, Dude, in, you had, in the you UK. Had, you are a lot of balls for taking that fight. You had yeah, a lot of man. Balls, like man. you know what?
1: It's, to be fair, something that when I say grew on, not that anybody, well, a few people that I knew that was in the kickboxing world had gone and done it, and it was very undercover. Um, so I always used to hear about it and a lot of like fighters that I used to look up to had all done it before and it's just their thing back in the day So I never thought I'd ever have a chance to do it and when the
2: opportunity came I was like, oh man, I have to I have to do at least one I mean, it's kind of like, you know certain people that come up in certain MMA lineages look at Valley Tudo as like the real thing. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, 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 I mean that's brutal
1: shit, too. No, definitely. Super fucking brutal. Definitely what was,
0: the, what was the I mean looking back on it? What what, what did you get from the experience?
1: Uh, to be fair, I, I I enjoyed it. It wasn't obviously didn't go the, the way I wanted it to, but I just enjoyed the, the I think everybody kind of loved it. As much as it was it, it's definitely its own type of brutal. Uh when you when you connect, you connect. You feel every punch, every even if the p- punch grazes you. It's different. Even an MMA glove, it feels very different. It's I don't know, my knuckles, it's bonier. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can't even explain. Um, you know, my face, my my face, my hands were swollen for a, about a week afterwards. Mm. Um, but it was uh, it was definitely something that I just wanted to just kind of get off my chest.
2: And, and when I, you share the airspace with somebody like Mike Perry, who comedically. I, I have a lot of respect for his yeah. character. I love Mike, Mike <laughs> Daddy of Ocean. I love that, that gentleman, all right? Did you grow to find any of that same love? Because you guys had a wild, like, adversarial, then at times almost like, yeah, well, Banner, you're crazy man. and I respect that crazy. Nah,
1: I, I like Mike Perry, man. It's, it's, it's hard not to like someone like him. He just, he's game. He's not, you know, sometimes you get the guys that, you know, they're, they're trolls, but then they can't really back it up, yeah. you know? Um, he's, you know, he likes to be, you know, funny. He likes to make noise and sell a fight. But he's a he is about fighting, you know, what I mean? So you have to respect someone that is for that sure. comes in and actually backs up the talk,
0: dude. He we we got told the wildest story about Mike Perry yesterday. <laughs> so we talked to. Paul Craig. Do you know who Paul Craig is? He's the uh, 205er for the UFC From out Scotland. of Scotland. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he'll do the he'll do the Braveheart thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so let me tell you the experience here. As an American, I watched it because, like, you know, we saw the uh, Mel Milton, Gibson play yep. William Wallace, yeah, and we, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, it's like, it's Hollywood, like, that's, that's not real shit that they did, and then as an American, I didn't know anything about it, so he starts wearing that on his face for the weigh-ins and stuff, and I'm like, oh, it must have been real, because a Scottish guy is doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. We talked to him about it. Do you know where he got the idea from that? <laughs> he ran into Mike Perry <laughs> in a hotel lobby, and and Mike Perry was like, so you're from Scotland, huh? I was like, yeah, I was like, no, you know what you should do? You should come out with that blue face thing. <laughs> and so, so, fucking... Paul Craig is like, dude, that's a brilliant idea. That's all Mike Perry. That,
1: that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't even surprise me. I was like, yeah, okay. That, yeah, that
2: makes sense. He's uh, He's a character, wild. man. He,
1: he's a great character. Great yeah, character. He's, I like
2: he's uh, 2% black and 98% hard. Yeah. <laughs> <you're not laughs>
1: <black-thunk. Yeah. laughs>
2: I like that. I like
0: that. No, but he is, he is an, um, to but, be but fair. The, the fight a itself. Pleasure. Tell me what you learned in terms of both the
2: he's in pro boxing, right. so here, he's done it all. For folks who yeah, don't remember, yeah. it
0: had to go, correct me if I'm wrong, it had to go to a sudden death round, mm-hmm. and he kind of edged it out late. Yeah. Walk me through the fight, like, what, what happened in there from your vantage point? How did it go?
1: So, um, it was the first round, uh, usually a feeling that process, he just came, all guns blazing, coming in and, and caught me. I just made a, a silly mistake footwork-wise, caught me clean, and just kind of just rung my bell, kind of fell off, fell over, got back up, and I just realized when I stood up, I was like, my legs are just not with me right now. Mm. But like, you had
0: mental clarity? Just
1: about. Just about, okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, my legs are not with me right now. I guess it's actually going to be a fight. Like I can't make it technical and, and not be able to move because I'm just going to walk into shots again. So I was like, we're just going to have to fight. And <laughs> it just felt like a bit more toe-to-toe. I tried to kind of, every now and again, I felt like I had moments where my legs came back to me. And then um then it would just disappear again and then it's like we taking shots landing shots it was it was bad technically from my point but i really couldn't figure any way else out just because of that early shot so um, that really set the tone for the whole 100 yeah, wow. and honestly i i i personally feel if i didn't get caught so early it would it would have gone very differently but even in the last round uh, um so when they've kind of announced that um yeah they're gonna do an extra round
2: yeah, did you look, remember that was a spec? That that yeah, was I remember
1: it? them saying it. I was like, ah, it's never going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we get to, you know, they're like, oh, i going to do another round. Everyone's cheering. I've gone over to my corner. I was like, <laughs> I said to my coach, I was like, coach, I cannot feel my legs. And he looked at me He was like, fuck your leg, got there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. He's like, fuck your leg, got there. And I was like, fair Who enough. Who was this man. coach? Alexis, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's uh, the, the the head shoot fighter coach. Um. Also, a guy that's training uh, KSI now as well. Yes. Yes. Um. And he's trained Chazora, David Hayes, like just everywhere. He's kind of likes to keep himself silent. Doesn't like the the, the spotlight, but. Unbelievable call. It's a very Luke Thomas-like reaction. Fuck
2: your leg. Yeah, yeah, he's like, That's what I would have told you. I would be like, get up there and fight right <laughs> now. Yeah, get back in. Dude, the, but but the end of that fight was was brutal. It was yeah. awesome. It was yeah, almost yeah. too much. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, because I know you know, Paul you did it. And you can get sliced up. Yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Good to be fair,
1: I, I don't cut too easily this, which is why I just swell. So he had cuts all over him, but for me, I just kind of bloomed up. I'd, I've looked slightly different for for about a week, but I went to carnival like the week after or whenever it was. It was good to go. Oh yeah, I was. I was. I was actually worried. I was like, oh, am I gonna? I don't think I can go out in public. Yeah. <laughs> and okay.
2: I got, by the end, I was icing every minute of the day, and yeah, I was back out afterwards. How do you make decisions now moving forward? Because you're in kind of a cool spot where you're a name fighter. You're in in the title picture in your division, you could have been the interim champion right now. Like they could have, probably should have been. We'll get to that. But the whole point is you've had two pro boxing matches. You just did a BKFC match. You're 35. How do you ma- know that you're making the right decision on what to take next, when to do it? Because it spe- when they announced the BKFC fight, I was like, I didn't even know that yeah. was legal. Okay, yeah. let's do this, you know? I
1: have to say thanks to Bellator for even a lie, for both the boxing and, you know, obviously the BKFC, because if, you know, they wanted to, they you know, they wouldn't. They didn't have to let me, right? You know, um, so that that is, you know, having Bellator as uh, you know my team, I, I guess, in terms of where I, where I fight MMA, allows me to do these kind of things. I always push them a little bit, but um, they're always uh, as long as timing fig- works out. They're uh, you know they're always kind of uh, happy for me to do these kind of things. But with regards to what you're saying, you never know what the best thing or when the best thing is, sure. you know, what the best thing is, I just kind of have to just go with it and see what happens. I feel like, um, I can't say I've made bad decisions. I think a lot of decisions that I've made has just been the wrong timing of things. Because even when I started doing the um, the boxing, I was genuinely going to push. I, did, I, t- I had my license done the same time as uh, Lawrence ogoli a big boxer mm-hmm. over here, fought, fought the same day as Joe Joyce and so on and so forth. And you've seen all their, their, their progression since. Um, I had a couple of fights, and then somebody complained that I shouldn't be allowed to be to do both MMA and boxing at the same time, which is ridiculous because you
0: say someone. You mean
1: I couldn't? I literally, it was a anonymous complaint written in uh, to the board. So I got called into the, the board, boxing board. To the boxing board, I got called into the boxing board. They had to sit down and go, oh, "We need to figure this out because you know they've complained, and technically by the rules, you got." And I sat there like, mate, I can just go back and do MMA. I don't need to be here. You guys can figure it out. Sure. And let me know when you're ready. Um, and the reason I say that's technically bad timing is because flash forward, everybody's doing boxing. And now I'm getting calls left, right, and center. We need want you to come back to boxing. What to go? It's like, but I could have already been winning going like uh, you know, pushing for belts and stuff within the boxing world as well as the MMA. And I feel competent enough to to do both. Um, and I've sparred loads of names in boxing, high level boxers, and I'm sure every single one can account for my boxing ability as well. And yeah, just technically, those couple of those things that happened, technically, for me, was just the wrong time.
2: Yeah, I mean, because as a businessman, which you have to be as well. Uh-huh. The, the window's small, but there are moments, if you make a power move, that could change the rest of your life. hundred percent. And when Jake Paul and the celebrity bubble opens back up, you become, like you said, you You're become... boys with
0: KSI, right? Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: What is your relationship to KSI?
1: So he trains out, he just trains at our gym. Um, like I said, he's working with our coach now. Um, I think he's a lovely, lovely guy. How long have you known him? Uh, ever since he's come to our gym, he's been there for about, just over a year now. Yeah, so I saw it was within this morning training. <laughs>
0: what do you think of the whole KSI Jake Paul phenomenon? Again, it's got a few different like uh, uh, elements to it. What stands out to you?
1: Uh, for me, it, it kind of makes it makes sense. Uh, I I get why everybody jumped on it. It was at, at first a bit disappointing when all the boxing guys kind of jumped in and was just like giving them the, the the platform. I I was like, I get it if they're doing their own thing, but now you guys are kind of really endorsing them. Um, but then I think that was me earlier on. I get it. The amount of pe- His following is ridiculous. Like, Okay, Oh, Just, yeah. That There's all these kind of YouTubers and stuff. Like when I went to the, one of the shows, there's guys that's just running after this guy over here. He's like, oh man, I saw your TikTok. And then they run over that guy. This guy on YouTube and they run over that guy. And I was like, I haven't a clue who any of these <laughs> yeah. people are. You're getting old, Michael. <laughs> I'm definitely getting old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely getting old. I just, I just don't have a clue. But like their following is... Ridiculous! Like there was a, a family in the last KSI fight. It was in the hotel, um, waiting to kind of cross over. There was a family in the, waiting in the hotel. It was a grandma, mum, uh, two daughters and a son, and like 17, uh, like nine and six. And they were there for about five hours, refusing that the grandma was like, "I don't even know who these people. are. I just want to go home." It makes sense. And they had them there. Like so I don't want to move until I see KSI. Five hours. Waiting wow. there in hope that they might see him walk past, and the, the mom's like, "I can't get them to move. They're just they're, they're not." Michael Jackson level commitment. No, so, I mean, that's 100%, like you know, yeah. no, one hundred percent. These these is obsessive. And then like the seeing all the stuff that's going on with the Prime Drinks now, that is legit crack on the roads. <laughs> these kids will do anything to get a Prime Drink, and again, I was like, I don't "So will Dana get this. White." Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, so I get why people are jumping on it. I get, cause there's a lot of money, there's a lot of massive following that you're going to get that comes with these guys. Um, and Um, For me, it's a case of as MMA fighters, boxing fighters, you don't, only difference between us and like the, the likes of like the Jake Pauls and stuff is you don't know where we started. So there's guys in MMA that started as rugby players. There's guys that started as mechanics. There's guys that started as this, but they're not recorded. They're not, you know, they're not publicizing themselves. So if, Technically, if they was, would people be complaining like, "Oh, you're a mechanic. You're just a mechanic. You shouldn't be doing boxing." If you take it seriously, any combat form. If you're taking it seriously, I respect it. And I'm watching these guys put in work, uh, calling people out, you know, uh, winning fights. I respect it.
0: The other part too about the the Jake Paul stuff. We haven't seen the KSI side, but mm. we've seen the Jake Paul side. The other part too about it is like, it it shows it reflects the actual truth of consumer preferences. And I'll tell you what I mean like obviously Mayweather Pacquiao sold a lot of pay-per-view buys in inor- an inordinate amount, but so did Mayweather and McGregor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The idea that what the public wants every time is number one versus number two, mm. yes, yeah, sometimes they want that, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes that sells well. People just like who they like, and they want to see that against someone else they like. 100%. I said this before, Kimbo Slice still has the highest-rated episodes mm-hmm, of The Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. He has the highest-rated event on CBS, and he has the highest-rated event for Bellator ever, Mm. ever. Did you know Kimbo Slice is the most popular fighter in Bellator history? No, I didn't know. Kimbo fucking Slice. He was never gonna be a world champion, but they loved Mm, him. mm. This kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah, fair
1: enough. Yeah, fair enough. That definitely makes sense. And as you say, if you just like somebody, you're just gonna follow them regardless of what they're doing. And obviously from the KSI side, I'm seeing him sell out tours doing music sell out you know he's doing podcasts and they're sold out he's doing charity football events and they're sold out everything he touches right now blows up like I said it's just the fan base is is wild Um, so I get it I'm seeing him do it in multiple different uh, you know industries and the same result so right now he's he's hot and the same with Jake Paul but with Jake Paul I kind of after regardless of that the antics and stuff because that's just him selling fights I kind of like what he's talking about with regards to you know the MMA fighters being paid well and stuff. Mm. It's, it's something that I'm an advocate for. Why do
0: some fighters get mad at him for that? I don't understand that. It, it, that doesn't make sense to me
1: because he's technically doing you guys a favor yeah. if if he is successful. Um, in making that happen, then everybody that's in the sport gets paid better. So why like would even you... Even
2: if he doesn't mean it, and I don't know what level of his Robin Hood thing is like pure and real or yeah, just, yeah. you know, it makes sense to be Dana's enemy. Either way, you can people can benefit from the change that can come when somebody that famous enough is speaking out. 100%. So. And, you know, obviously you've seen with the uh, Francis and Garnier and what's happened
1: there. It's just disappointing. It's, things like that I think shouldn't just shouldn't
0: happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys are... Uh, what should have the show, happened there? Because um, Francis, may, like Deontay Wilder, was even calling out Francis for a, yeah, yeah. A I think everyone deal. is now. Yeah, yeah so like you know maybe it works out in the end. But what, so what did you mean when you say it shouldn't have gone that way?
1: As in, um, for me, as as a you're the for me you're the biggest and best champion, combat champion. Because MMA for me is the toughest sport, combat yeah. wise. And you're in the heavyweight division. It's a division that everybody wants to see. Everyone loves to see two big people fighting. Um, you win a belt and you're complaining about finances and you're complaining that it's, it shouldn't be that, that stuff shouldn't even be getting out to public It should, that shouldn't even be a story mm. um, I think as hard as we train to just get to the UFC or get to these higher shows once you get there you shouldn't still have to be struggling for the same thing I'm watching people in my gym guys that come into the gym train hard they're busting their ass because they're they're fighting on the same shows as me And once they finish their session, they have to quickly get washed and changed because in the evening they got to stand on the door as a security guard. Mm -hmm. And then they got to do that till six in the morning, sleep for a couple of hours to then get back up and come and train with us again. And they're doing that just so they can. But but they've already made it, if you know what I mean. They've made it to the pinnacle of their career and yet they're still having to do all these kind of things and I personally think that's disgusting it shouldn't be that shouldn't be the case you'd never see an NFL player or football player or basketball player get to the height the pinnacle and have to still be working somewhere else just to keep doing what you love you keep doing your passion so you and then not only have you got to the show you've got to the highest point of the show you are the heavyweight champion of the world and you're complaining about finances. It's, for me, that's just—it's a letdown for everybody. I think, um, and I think these kind of stories shouldn't be coming out. It just—it should just be like, yeah, no problem. We, before you even complain about anything, this is all sorted for you. I don't know the the ins and outs. I don't know the specifics on on um, you know what he's he's getting exactly, and maybe other p- potential benefits. But yeah, there's a lot that needs to be done better, and that's not just UFC. It's everybody.
0: Do you feel satisfied with, we'll just ask you outright, with your treatment in Bellator?
1: Yeah, like, I think it's, I went through a phase, and I am not sure if some people might have seen it or not, but I had issues with them, and then they, you know, we sat down with them, and they were like, okay, hey, look, next time just come straight to us, spoke to them, and then they rectified it. So, I'm fortunate. I know not everybody's getting that treatment. And it's, I also know there's other fighters that have complained, still in my organization, but they're not as, say, popular as me yet. So they, you know, they have to. I guess they have to work their way up. But again, my point is, why are you still having to hustle in the same way once you're there? Mm. Yeah, the system's broken. The, yeah, that's, the that's system the doesn't work. I think you should. There should be some format where you know they get a little bit more help. In would that you like department. to see a union? Oh, a union would help everybody, yeah. but at the same time, it potentially could slow things certain things down. Yeah. Um, so there'll be a bit of a back and forth before you kind of find you know the the, the, the balance, but. Yeah, I guess a union just protects us, and I think we've seen it with like um, the likes of Ariel Hawani getting kicked out by Dana White, and immediately put back in just because he has support elsewhere, and everybody's like, "Yep, you know, if you're not, if you're gonna kick him out, then we're not coming." All right, fine, we'll bring him back in. It's just having that kind of support allows you to, to have a bit more negotiating negotiating power. Um, and it not just be one-sided, because it is. And unfortunately, there's there's times uh, that I've seen, you know, if if somebody, you know, in the UFC or in other shows are unhappy about certain things, you can get cut as well. So, again, then potentially your next paycheck down is very different to what you were getting there as well, because, you know, they, they, they dominate the majority of the the, the sport. So it's... It's very difficult for for fighters. You have to be careful. You don't want to piss anybody off, and you you always start like treading on eggshells while still hustling. Nah, we just, just make enemies. There.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we just make enemies. You know I mean? Like I said, the part two, it's like it's a very hard, it's a very difficult industry in which to be candid. Yeah, hundred percent. For all the people who claim they're tough guys, boy, it's really not the case. Like they, mm-mm, mm. like they get very upset with 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 words uh it's kind of a contradiction but it, it's true
1: right? okay they're, they're tough in different departments though i think right. the, the w- one thing that we don't talk about is that just the, the mental side of just even getting to a fight or the mental side during a fight um i've seen and i'm sure loads of people have seen it you see some the, some of the most amazing athletes in your gym and they just struggle to transfer that when the the lights are on yeah mm. you know what i mean the mm-hmm. the, the, the crowd is there and the lights on and all of a sudden, they're like you know, deer in headlights, and it's, they don't they struggle to get over that. I'm fortunate to kind of yeah, thrive. you're the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I, I get lifted from that environment, but not everybody's the same. Like even when when, when the um, COVID stuff happened, people were like oh, you know, how do you think it's gonna you know it's gonna affect people? I said, weird enough, I think we'll see better fighters come out of it because they'll go there, think almost feeling like it's a normal training session, sure, and they'll probably f- perform better mm. than when you know when there's a crowd there and there's a bit more pressure. Um, and I feel like there's yeah, so a lot of people. In a lot of sports, the same thing happened.
0: What's your makeup? What's your background that that lifts you? Because I've seen it. It's funny, right? Like. With you, it brings you alive to a degree. And I, you know what's funny? I saw in wrestling, there was a guy named Kyle Dake. He's the only guy in, um, in, uh, in amateur wrestling in, in college in, okay. in the United States. He won the national title in college all four years, but he did it in a different weight class all four oh, years. Wow. Pretty impressive, right? No yeah, yeah, yeah. one else has ever done that. And, dude, when you would see the lights come on, dude, he was a different, different buzzer, animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a twinkle in his yeah. eye. But So I've seen it in striking guys. I've seen it in wrestling guys. What is that? Yeah, is, that
2: what, is that a negotiation with the anxiety? Because we're all human. So yeah. is it just like, no, I'm in control of this energy? No. I, I In the
1: earlier stages, I wouldn't say that at all. I think I was fortunate because the industry that I was in before is like freestyle kickboxing, which is similar to taekwondo
0: or sport karate. You once called it 630 striking. Yeah, technique. 630, hands
1: down. <laughs> so... That style is is just a very chaotic industry and it kind of reminds me of like a ju- the jiu-jitsu uh, world. You go in there, it's just mats just going on, like, like six, seven mats, and just everybody's moving around. The refs are moving, everyone's shouting. It's, it's just very messy. And I've been doing that since I was five years old. So I'm used to chaos. So for me, I had to just learn, just because of my circumstance, being able to perform in chaos. And it got to the point where... Because these are people that I travel with and see week in, week out. So you know, you're friends with the coaches, you're friends with referees, you're friends with just, just other competitors. Um, so I might be in a in an event and somebody calls my name, Michael. Um, you know, we need you to coach this guy. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Stand behind him, coach. Next, Michael, can you referee this on this mat? Yeah, no problem. I jump on the ref- on, on the mat, start refereeing. I oh, might like to just get called out my name because I need to get ready to go and fight. And imagine having to just rush around doing all of that, and then you've got to quickly rush, get changed, quick warm up, jump on the mat, and perform. So I had to get used to just turning on in that
2: moment. Mm. And that's really interesting to hear how those muscles got formed. That's a it's a I can see it now.
0: Do you know right? what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's weirdly enough, it wasn't because I Dude, I was so able was, it to program like acting, myself almost
0: like yeah like and action. hundred like, percent. So, I had
1: to, but I had to get used to that simply because of what I, what was going on uh, prior to. And I always say, I think because of that, I I really, genuinely, I think I could have the worst day. Craziness happened. I can crash a car, jump out the car, get into the mat and still perform. Mm. Just because I have an on button now that I'm just used to having to just press. And it's just through habit. Then I crossed over to the MMA world and it's weird. I always tell everybody, watch my first ever MMA fight, uh, just the walkout. Cause everybody knows me from you know oh, dancing, smiling. Yep. Da, da, da. My first MMA fight, I was like this. <laughs> I was a robot because I was shitting myself. I did. I, I. I didn't know. Like I, obviously the coaches. I think the belief that the coaches had in me, and I, what I've seen of them, let me know that okay, I, I must be good enough. But this is not my world still. This is my first ever MMA fight. And I was I was dying inside and my walkout literally, faces straight as hell. I just like, I just want this over and done with. <laughs> I got to the cage and again I'm just kind of like pacing around. I got everyone's I got I had quite a lot of like following from the kickboxing world, you know, I was there screaming my name and I'm just I'm dying inside. I was like, I've never felt like this before. Never.
2: Mm.
1: And the bell went and I started fighting. And I was like, the, the second I started bouncing, I was like, oh, this is the same. This is the same as every literally the same button happened. Even, as much as I had all this pressure in me, it just disappeared in a second. Mm. And then I had a viral knockout. You know what I mean? So it, for me, I was lucky enough to be in, that like, grow in chaos, which allowed
2: me to kind of, you know, okay, be you, used to it. So that that's your baseline then. in baseline, man, you can handle the moment. You mm-hmm. know how to act like a star and sell yourself. But then there's levels to this. And there's a level to be able to... Almost slow it down. That's how they say in basketball. Mm. They say like a Larry Bird could just or Michael Jordan could just see the action Mm. so slow. So, uh, is it because of that strong foundation that it's easy for you to jump into a zone? Because you're as a striker, you're kind of like an artist. Like you, I know you care about winning more than anything at the Mm. end of the day, but I know you really care about leaving your mark in the Mm -hmm. moment as an entertainer. Like it's part of your mindset. So, like, do you feel like you can almost just float in and out of the zone and things just happen? So I, I would say so. The entertainment
1: side of things is both. I think the Caribbean background um, We're all very loud. I would like trying to get attention, like love to dance and sing and this and that. So when you see my, if my family's here, like it's just noise. Like just.
0: Very festive. <laughs> oh, very
1: festive. Yeah. Um, and I guess another, you know, uh, thing that I've been grown in. Um, my, when my dad used to fight in the kickboxing, he was the same, used to put on a show, dance and stuff after kicking someone in the head. So I, I've seen it as well. Yeah. Um, but then also, like I said, imagine going to these competitions and there's multiple different mats. People used to compete. So if you're fighting, not even if you're, I'm not fighting the, the next top guy, if I'm fighting on area one and he's fighting on area three, I'm trying to drag as many people over to my mat, <laughs> right? And he's trying to do the same it thing game within fuck, the game. You know, you know it what? was it was hey, weird. Fuck
0: Matt three. Yeah, How about that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fuck Matt three.
1: I'm gonna do some crazy kick over here. Everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And then rush over to your mat. So it that became a weird battle in itself. And it got to the point for me where I was I used to do so much antics that the second I jumped on a mat, the competition stopped because referees wanted to see me fight as well. They're like time wait and just <laughs> they'd all be like standing there there'd be a crowd around my mat and I'm like yeah I, I love that you like, so I, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I won I don't just matter if I won the match I won everything yeah. so that for me as well also helped with that that performance side of me and I kind of I think just I've spent years of people
2: just trying to punch and kick me um, yeah but you tend to create these moments and even if you don't land the moment the, I watch you differently than I watch other elite mixed martial artists so I say, I used to say this about the Cuban boxers right? Mm. they believe in their craft so much that it's almost art, it is art to where if there's ever a criticism ever of a Cuban boxer it's like he's so focused on on painting this picture that he should have done this instead to win the fight, they're artists do you f- walk around and feel like an artist when you're in that game? Oh, 100% I don't, I, I, I always for a long time
1: forget that combat is what I'm doing is I always forget that it's dangerous it's only when I talk to when I say civilians like when they're, they're asking me questions about your fighting and stuff and you know I, I forget that punching and kicking people is not normal but no, I've not. done it since I was three years old right. <laughs> but it's not normal so for me I'm not talking to them like oh like, yeah I landed this punch and in their head they're like oh my god but I'm like oh no but it's it's a game like in my head I've right. done it for so long it's a game I used to Punch and kick my brothers and sisters that all used to compete with me as well. I'm like, if I can hit them, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you have no chance.
0: Do you have a favorite viral knockout? The Pokemon I, Ball one? I
1: think the Pokemon Ball is probably just going to be the one that is just a, a attributed to up, me. Huh? Yeah, it's attributed, attributed to me the most. <laughs> I've actually had a kid. To, call, me like, You're the Pokemon man. <laughs> yeah. I was, gonna say. <laughs> what was What was the fallout from that? Because there was so many things that happened in that time obviously the injury itself drew a lot of attention
2: yeah that was gnarly that <laughs> yeah was, the, you know, i want to ask you about that in a minute yeah, but go ahead this, this
1: the injury part. the injury itself drew a lot of attention the um the jump knee drew a lot of attention and then the pokemon celebration drew a lot of attention and just all three of those things at the same like that, that obviously happened in that moment it just went it went crazy um but it's weird, like I get similar to what I spoke about earlier about how people were a bit standoffish about those things. So we were, we had Nintendo like reach out to like I think it was um, Paradigm and they were like, man, that was we got we know we saw it, it was great, dah-da-da. <laughs> so they're like, Yeah, so how about we do some work together? And they're like, Yeah, but it's a bit brutal for our audience. Mm. And I was like, mm. that's crazy. But I, I kind of get it, but then yeah, so um it was just a lot of noise, and it just kind of—I think there was a, a lot of fighters that maybe didn't respect me at that time—started to second guess themselves, and were like, actually, these, this guy might actually be a pro. <laughs> yeah,
0: we—you yeah. can fuck around and find <laughs> out. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. That injury—I want—I thought about that injury, like. So we're I, talking about cyborgs now. Cyborgs yeah, yeah. Autism, if you didn't see, you cracked his skull actually in a few places at the very front, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the X-rays, and I thought to myself, I was like, now the good news is, a he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. B. This is a very rare injury. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen it since. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, I was like, dude, if this was a thing that was like, like imagine if you got in a fist fight, you run the risk of every time that happening. <laughs> MMA wouldn't be legal. Yeah, hundred percent. You couldn't have 100%. the sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This was so, nearly
2: faces of death. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. we'll
0: allow this exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, one yeah. of the most fucking insane injuries I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, Did you yeah. know it right when you
1: hit it? Not at all. So I when he cause he got hit and turned away from me, face down.
0: Yeah, so he got kicked the mat with his... Yeah, foot. yeah, he's he kicking, so... Like, he was holding his face, so, right? So
1: I assumed that I got his nose. Ah. So I knew he was like, he's a because he's kicking, I'm like, I know you're not knocked out, you're, yeah. not, not you're just in pain. So I, I just thought, yeah, you know. But he, even the sound when watching it back didn't sound like that to it me. It sounded
0: like an egg being crushed yeah, in the Yeah, it hand. was like,
1: almost was like the, you know, hitting a home run. Like, yeah. That, that, that sound just went out, but I didn't hear that in that moment. I just did the jump and... It, Another thing is I've landed knees before, and most of the time I get a cut or I feel bruised from the the landing the knee. Nothing. So this must have been the perfect connection. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like one in a gazillion chance of this ever happening. Um, Yeah, it was. It was weird. It was weird. Were you worried at all? Like I always the day after, yeah.
0: Because it's it's like obviously you <laughs> feel for the fighter who's injured, but I often feel for the guy who fought the other guy. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. does it not change? Because them? they mm. are always like, dude, I didn't like. I'm not trying to send yeah, yeah, this person yeah. home in this condition, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: So the because I did again, I didn't know that that evening. So my coach said he saw it because he saw him when he was walking out and didn't want to ruin my evening. So he was just like, didn't tell me. Mm. The next day. Uh, my sister sent me a picture of the the picture that he put out uh, from hospital. So when she sent me the picture, I started laughing because my family are full of jokers. Yeah. So I assumed that she edited the picture.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too, like, guys did, too yeah. deep in the meme <laughs> generation <Yeah>. here. <laughs> I
1: thought she edited the picture. And she was like, ha ha ha, look what you did. And I was like, I started laughing. She's like, no, this is he put the picture. This is serious. So I was like, are you bit, what? So I phoned uh, my coach, he saw, he kind of confirmed it. I phoned uh, Paradigm guys. So we started to try to do things to raise money and so on and so forth, because I heard he's, he teaches and... Um, but again, this guy's a man of all mans. One, he checked himself out of hospital, even though he shouldn't have. I think he flew home as well. That wasn't smart. It wasn't smart, done it, um, to have the operation uh, home. Um, and then all the money that was raised, uh, he gave it to um, I think one of his charities. Wow. Was gonna away. So He's like, I don't need money, and then gave gave it away. So much respect to him yeah. as well. And like I said, I'm I'm happy to hear that it, you know it wasn't a bad. Obviously, it was a bad
2: injury, but in terms of what happened afterwards, and he, he's completely fine. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's a. There that may be the moment when the highlight reel of MVP one day is finished that sticks out first because it was so crazy. Yeah. But dude, no disrespect to a guy. I've always. In, I've always liked Caveman Rickles because he's a badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you did things to him that Anderson Silva did to Forrest Griffin. You know what I mean? <laughs> that it was just like it was supposed a video game, and you were the controller. And <laughs> I mean, you talk about it in the flow, in the moment, that's it, right? Yeah, no, I definitely. There's you'll you'll always
1: seeing a fight with me. Is it starts off, I'm a bit not cautious, cautious, yeah. I'll say cautious in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm faking a lot, I'm moving a lot, I'm trying to read. I call it attaching strings. So I'll fake my jab to see what hand or what leg twitches for you. And that's my string that I attach to that. Mm. So if I twitch and that leg twitches, I'm like, okay, you like to do this when I do this. Um, and I'll do it a couple of times just to see, okay, oh yeah, you definitely, you know, you're, you're waiting for something when I do this. And if I, so, the first minute, if you did that, seconds. I'm just gonna cover in the
0: fetal position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. You're not attaching <laughs> <to> any strings. <idea. laughs>
1: so that's that's what I usually do in the earlier stages, just to kind of work out what my opponent's looking for as well.
2: Um, and you're then, playing marionetta in your head. You're like, I'm, I'm, I can yeah. make you do this. Yeah, hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. And then that's when when you start seeing me, you know, shoulder rolling and like smiling. For me, I've attached all the strings I need. And now it's just a, a case of how I'm going to, which what which what, which move am I going to assign
2: to this? It's literally like Luke and, uh what's that game here you we play? Here we go, here we go. Mortal Kombat 11, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I do love Mortal yeah. Kombat. You do? You're, you're, MK5? You,
0: you're <laughs> doing it with your fingers. The thing but... is I don't play any video games, oh, yeah. <laughs> except Mortal Kombat. Okay, okay, That's okay, it, okay, okay. I don't play shit else. I know. Uh, uh, do you have like a favorite Bellator win for you? and here's why I bring it up: it's like I wonder about the Douglas Lima win because you did lose to him the first time, yeah, yeah. Then you get the redemption in the second time. Mm. It's been It's is that your last win? I think that's pretty close, right? Mm. In MMA, was it? I think it was Derek. I can never remember the order, but but in any case, yeah. Is that is that the most satisfying one to get that one back? Mm,
1: yes and no. Really? Yeah. Yes and no. Again, I, I think I don't know if I can I can be hard on myself, but. As much as I wanted, I didn't get it the way I wanted to get it. Mm. Um, so it's a win, and it's you know it's great. But, yeah, I, I I wanted, and I know I can get more out of that situation. So it wasn't like a – there's been many a times where I've won fights and come away pissed, like, furious at myself because I didn't do what I wanted to do. So
2: Yeah, I mean, I got to ask, what happened against Paul Daly? It wasn't the fight we, we thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I, I, that was quite shocking for me in terms of what the game plan that he came out, I think,
0: annoyingly... A lot of wrestling.
1: Yeah, he turned into a wrestler that day. But I think, annoyingly, the potential of the million dollars made him focus more on the money than this fight, this issue that we've had for however long it was. So he tried to cheat his way through. I was just game, like, let's fight. Let's just settle yeah, this properly. Yeah, it was like an adult movie with only dialogue. was <laughs> <you
2: know? laughs> <laughs> like, the, the chick's hot. I mean, come on. You know?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it, that was was annoying for me. Um, um, personally, and I, I never like to even make excuses, but I think we're far enough away now. Um, but oh, I'm trying to think the timing of it. I, th- I believe it's like three or four months before my father passed away. And it was weird because my coach even said to me, even after the fight, I was trying to find any reason to pull you out, but you were doing everything right in training. In which I said to him, the only reason I was doing everything right in training is because that was my piece. Because if I had to go home, my mind was just going crazy. So I was in the gym more, training, and doing everything right. Weird thing is, second I got to the fight, I had nothing in my head. I got there, bell rings, and I was blank. Then he starts wrestling, and I'm like, oh, I know this move. Don't worry. And then he takes me down. I'm like, okay. And I can almost hear myself thinking step by step, okay, what do I need to do now? And you can't be that slow in a fight. Right. It has to be reactive. Yeah, it has to be reactionary. Um, And I just scraped uh, a a win, and I think it's more to do with the last round. Well, first round, he decided to just run, which was annoying. But stupidly, that gave me the round. Cause I think I only landed like two, like a punch and a kick, but he didn't do anything and he was on the back foot. So that he kind of gave a round away then kind of made it back up with, the, with a lot of the wrestling. Uh, we had a couple of even rounds and then the fifth round, he made a mistake and I ended up taking his back and then landing a load of shots. And I basically I finished uh, the fifth round on top so you gave me a round, you gave me the fifth round. I only had to win one, one round in between that. Um, and I can't remember what round they gave me. Um, but yeah, I felt like the, the, the game plan he came for was just stupid. He should have just tried to strike. Like you, you put your best foot forward. But for me, that also shows how intimidated he was of me. I don't mean like scared of me, I just mean like worried about me Landing a flashy knockout or knocking the out. There was the million. He didn't want yeah. to. he didn't want to get memed. He didn't want to get memed, and he also just wanted to just sneak the the go focus more on the money, and it, again disappointing for a lot of people, including myself. I wasn't in my the right mind frame, but the fact that I won that fight shows me that he if he actually just fought, he probably would have knocked me out. You think so? Because well, the way I was, it, how I feel about how I was in that fight. Oh, I see. My mind wasn't right, wasn't yeah. wasn't there, so technically, if he just put his best foot forward, the likeliness is he probably could have just just won and this um, game is
2: so unfair, and I'm sure you you feel that as a public figure, win or lose people coming at you, but it's like you beat Paul Daly and you get criticized for, yeah. you know, you got lucky or you didn't deserve mm-hmm. it. And then you fight for the interim title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it happens and, all the way around. And, <laughs> and, and you know, every, from your game plan mm. to how you defended against Logan Storley to, to you know, Probably you got no ta- wrong.
0: That was That was here in London, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You get taken down, but you get back up. Mm. You win the, the striking moments. That's a different scenario because it comes down to judging criteria, yeah. which I feel like is all over the place. Yeah, definitely. Judges to media members definitely. to fighters. like No one really knows no one exactly really knows. <laughs> what it is. I mean, I felt like you took that like a gentleman and a sportsman, but that's that's the game, right? You could be the interim champion right now and it came down to judge's interpretation of whether he was active in the guard, which I don't think Logan was when mm-hmm. he took you down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I agree with you. But for me, I, this
1: is the side that I guess people haven't seen of me is, like I said, when I was in the kickboxing world, I used to get my ass kicked week in, week out. We'd drive three hours down to, to Manchester and drive all the way up to Scotland and drive to this place and that place. Every single weekend we were somewhere and I'm fighting all day, or I get there and, I, and it's knockout, so you get there, the first fight, lose, and I have to sit down and just watch everybody. <laughs> all my brothers and sisters still fighting and then I got to watch the adults going because the kids went first. Then we have to sit down and watch the adults. and. You know, we start, the day starts at seven of us getting picked up in the morning, drive all the way, three hours down to a competition starting at 10. And then we're there till nine, 10 and have to drive all the way back. Mm. This is every weekend. And seriously, those guys that I'd get there and every time I saw them, I was like, shit, man. I gotta, I'm just gonna get my ass kicked. And that was for at least four or five years as a kid but four or five years and it's I think as a kid it was difficult especially I think a lot of the kids nowadays are too impatient I don't think anybody would have stayed I think I stayed just because it was a family thing but you know we're driving all the way up you know, feeling good, get there. I lose. Everybody comes back with medals on their neck. I don't know, I'm, I'm sitting there like this, and I'm just hearing clink, 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 clink. Those cling, moments, cling, cling, cling. those <laughs> moments
0: grind. Now, yeah. you know? Everyone's like slick Rick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. And my
1: brothers and like my brothers and sisters, like my older brothers and sisters, they were really good from from young, and they would always get like place. My sister was really good. My brother's really good, and I got a lot of the adults. So we had a team called London Predators. They were unbelievable. Like people used to get scared just seeing you in your uniform. Um, they did, you know, everywhere we went made noise, but just not me.
0: <laughs> well, it's, Bro, Hansler, do you watch Karate Kid like the, the TV show? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's getting a bit sameish now, but I still watch it. I, I mean, I don't
0: watch it because I don't Cobra like it. I don't, yeah, Cobra I don't, I don't all, find yeah. the lives of teens interesting. Yeah, yeah. But Short of that, I, I, do. I wondered if you felt like a little watching it. This guy loves the lives of teens. Yeah. <laughs> Tyron yeah. Woodley plays Sensei Odell. It's a there's great a, role. There's right? a reason why Romeo and Juliet is Shakespeare's worst <laughs> work. <laughs> Don't give a shit about the laptop. You're saying days.
2: Romeo would have ended up waiting in the diner that I go to? My uh, yeah, I went to for
0: here. the for the for the for uh, the waitress. So. <laughs> she had her day though, and in her day, woo. Yeah.
2: No, the spirit of my question though, which I didn't I, I said incorrectly, was like you get you know villainized when you win a close fight people didn't love, mm. and then you fight great against Logan and could have actually won. And people are mm. like, that might be the best performance you, of his yeah, career. Did you, know? Know. you think you had won? And in the moment, yeah, I did.
0: Uh, and before I was, they, before I mean, they announced.
1: Yeah, and my coach was telling me kind of like letting me know how things was going on. I knew it was going to be close, but in my head as well, I was like, he hadn't done enough as well. Even like when I was in like dangerous positions, I was like, I'm, I'm, even I was talking to him during the fight. I was like, you can do better than Your this. face was
0: not marked I up. I wasn't yet,
1: yeah, nothing, nothing. And it's weird because even, I don't know how he feels about, I haven't spoken to him again afterwards, but there's pictures of him and like videos of him. And he he looks so disappointed. Again, I've been disappointed winning, but in a different way, not because it was close, because I've made mistakes. But you know, I still got a knockout or something. But I'm just disappointed in a couple of things that I could have done better. Him, he just seemed very... Fr- even his speech afterwards, like, well, what do you expect me to do? It's MVP. I'm not going to stand in front of it. Like he, he kind of lost his shit. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm not, I'm not shy of losing fights. You know, I'm, I'm good at what I do, which is why I win more than I than I lose. But. A loss is a loss. You, it's
2: obvious you grew up in that. You, that that's just the environment. And, and, and amateur wrestlers say it when they went to tournaments all the yeah, time. You know, yeah. I got used to losing. You have to get used 100%. to it. Dude, the sports where the best 100%.
0: fight the best. Like, dude, the best lose. Like, I'm sorry, 100%. they just lose.
1: And it's just you are the better man on this day. It doesn't right. mean I can't beat you. Right. It just means you today you are the better man. We
0: don't, people who don't watch like the other the combat sports where there's lots of competition all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't understand. Like, do you look at Jordan Burroughs, like the most decorated American wrestler ever? Mm. Dude, I've seen him get. Absolutely, mollycoddled yeah, yeah, by some yeah, of yeah, your yeah, audience. Yeah. It just is inevitable.
2: 100%. Okay, so if there was any question that MVP's desire to win a title was, you know, stopped at all with the tight loss to Storley, you're coming right back against Goichi Yamauchi. March, oh, yes. what's the tenth? March, March 10th, San tour, Jose. Yes. And for people that, that no, no, there's the the two fights in the uh, Grand Prix that are going to be in there. Usman Nurmagomedov is going to take on Benson Henderson. Yep. A lot of de- interesting fights Big up and down fights, that card. Yeah. Now we add that fight to the card. So look, he's coming off a very impressive knockout. Very win. impressive. Was that guy. Neiman Gracie, Neiman yes, Gracie. which yeah, I yeah. did not
0: think he was going to do.
2: But he also yeah. does like. Fun shit and a fun yeah, These are yeah, two yeah, yeah. guys that do fun shit that are coming together. And oh, by the way, so he's probably, going after your leg. It's I mean, probably a number one know. contenders fight. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, are, are you thinking, <laughs> like, man, we can make some fireworks and I can get back
1: to the title here? Yeah, so again, just I always say, anybody that like, thinks I'm like, you know, lost interest. Um, after losing to Douglas Lima, I fought five times. And after every single time, I'm like, I want that fight again. I want that fight again. I want that fight again. I was just call him out. They, they wouldn't give it to me. I was like, cool, give me another fight. Like immediately. For five times in one year, just to get back to what I needed to do. Uh, after that fight, I was like, when am I fighting again? Because I'm trying to get back. Same, same attitude. They were like, unfortunately, we don't have the space on this, the, you know, the shows that we have. Uh, come in, it's not gonna be a little while, which is why they gave me the opportunity to fight uh, bare knuckle, just kind of because they know I'm just gonna be sitting there bugging, <laughs> bugging them every day. So they're like, okay, let let him do something. Um, you know, while while we're, we're sorting stuff out over here, now it's time for me to get back, and it's the same attitude, it's going to be d- different. I kind of not that I did, ex- I didn't expect him to n- knock him out like that, but I kind of did expect that both their two jujitsu starts to cancel each other out, mm. and it was going to be more of a striking thing. And there's a lot of stuff that I've seen with Neiman Gracie, I don't rate his striking. He kind of goes, he's aggressive and like throws big shots, but it's just very predictable. It's not, there's no real um combinations and things that put together well in no my pinache. opinion
2: yeah nah, no no panache
1: <laughs> but um so it didn't shock me i was shocked at a knockout but it didn't shock me that he you know
0: he won the fight um and but yeah. dude he stood there and like he yeah. head-butted neiman gracie's punches like, on <laughs> purpose like that and then polished him off yeah yeah. Dude, this yeah, is a yeah. guy that thought correct me if i'm wrong Yamuchi has fought at 145. Yes, Exactly. So he's knocking out a true one. Uh, yeah, exactly. Neiman Gracie's not the biggest 17 I've ever seen, but he's he's no, a true he's a welterweight. Guy. He's a big true, yeah, 100 percent I was impressed too. He can take a yeah, punch yeah, yeah, for yeah, a while, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yamucci? No, no. Gracie, uh, like, Gracie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's a tough guy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was impressed. I was surprised. No,
1: definitely. And the thing is, I'm sure I'm sure he's got the most submissions in Bellator as well. Yes, he's got the most in Bellator history. That's right. so he's yeah, like you said, he's that's where he's gonna be best. With Neiman Gracie it probably smart for him to be like, there's no reason for me to see who's better at Jiu Jitsu. We can do that on the mat somewhere else. Here it's about winning the fight. And yeah, uh, that's why I thought it'd cancel out. It seemed more like Neiman wanted to kind of take him down and he was just being
2: defensive. Um. But we kind of have a final four now, because if whoever comes out of you and Yamauchi, and we're going to get the rematch now, the unification with uh, Yaroslav Amosov, the unbeaten champion, and, of course, Logan Storley, maybe with your interim belt, depending on which side of the line you're on. Uh, who comes out of that fight? We've seen it already, and that fight was really good the first time it, it around. The first it one
0: was three rounds, though. It was three rounds. It was three rounds. And, and
2: I don't want to, like amosov has been off for a long time and he's been doing things that are different than training for fights and we respect that but like we're asking him to come right back and fight Logan Storley. How do you sort of handicap this one? I think Logan might have a slight advantage. From their
1: first fight, to be fair, um, Amosov defended very well because I'm sure it was like something ridiculous. Like he only got taken down it three times?
0: Not even. I think it was Twice. Out of like fourteen out attempts a gazillion of scrambles, yes. attempts, yes.
1: So he knows how to defend, but it did burn him out. Yes. Um, so what we're saying is, in the fourth and fifth round, can does Logan Story still have the energy to keep shooting? Right. Because we've seen after three rounds that he was dead as well. But I think both of them were.
0: So it's a it's a difficult one to call. You're 35. You've probably got some time left to do some good work. What do you want to do? What's what's important to you? What what do you what do you want to achieve with the time you have remaining as a uh, in some of the best form of your career? I
1: do want to box again. Probably with gloves on this time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you gotta <laughs> say, for it, right? I gotta say, like I thought you were gonna win that one, but then when Mike Perry edged it out, I was like, okay, here's what worked against you, right, dude? That ring is so small. A guy like you needs room to duck and dodge and move and pivot. Mm-hmm. You just had no room. There's a circle, it's two. It's not it's not edges. It's a
1: circle, but it, the the ropes don't go all the way back to the edge of the circle. So the platform itself is actually quite big, but then it, it's like a let's say if this is the edge of the platform, the ropes start here. Yeah. So it just <laughs> when you actually get in you're like, oh shit, this is kind of it's kind of yeah. tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, definitely didn't uh, didn't favour me in that moment, but I'll never use that as an excuse. So I like I know if like you know if I if I was to do that again, I know I can figure it that out. That's not you know, that's so. Not there's
2: not like going to be a three fight series with Mike Perry, one real boxing, one B KFC, one uh, MMA. I like that though. That'd be
0: kind I of fun. Like okay. like <laughs> <maybe, laughs> they'd be good fights. Yeah, 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 every yeah, which yeah. way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's what
2: I'm saying. He's game every every single time. So okay, but when he asked you what else you want to accomplish. You win this fight, you could be fighting for for the full title. Is that like still the day one? Like we we mentioned, we we talked to Paul Craig, and one of the big things he told us was like, or who said was it Arnold Allen? Who said it?
0: Yeah, Arnold Allen was like, if I don't win a title, my everything I've done is a waste.
2: He's a great fighter. He's a great fighter, <laughs> but yeah, I also but that, I just don't agree
0: with that as a, as a spectator. Uh, yeah, I, don't I, don't agree.
1: I I don't. I personally don't agree because um, I always look at. I think un, unfortunately, people do look at your medals and your accolades that you do get on the way that justify how good you are. But then you have the, ex- say not the ex- exceptions, but you if you have people that just look at the sport and the talent uh, in football, soccer, um, there are players that unfortunately, when they went to specific teams, they, the teams just didn't win, but they themselves transformed that team. And that person is an unbelievable player. But because he doesn't have all the medals and the things to go along with it, People are like, oh no, he's definitely better because he's got, you know, five sure. Champions Leagues and this and that. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think uh, you can, if you can, if you're just watching and paying attention to talent, you can, you can see talent. Uh, but for me, uh, 100%, uh, win this fight. I definitely want a belt. You know, um, I think it's it's nice to be able to just say you you've achieved. Uh, so that's the goal. And like I said, I would like to also lean into boxing again. I would love to, but like, take it seriously though. Like, without people complaining about me, uh, just go in there and actually push to try and get some big fights in boxing as well.
0: You're one of the more interesting fighters who never fought in UFC. Mm-hmm. I wonder how you feel about that. Like, doesn't seem like it was really ever necessary for you. Some guys it would have been more necessary for than others. Um, you know, Michael Chandler didn't go to UFC until like the last chapter mm-hmm. of his career. He's made mm-hmm. a lot of it. He spent most of his time in Bellator. How do you feel about never having competed there?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Um I don't see it as anything big. Again, as as you were saying about decisions. It was a decision that I made uh a lot earlier that, you know, what I'm getting here, um, and you know, me supporting this show as well was important to me. I feel like I was making enough noise, uh, myself. Um there are hundred percent, there's always fights, I always look at that like, oh man, it'd be it'd be nice to mm. fight against this guy and, you know, try my skills against this guy. Um, so there's definitely fights I would uh, guess I would have liked to, you know, uh, have have made over there, but I think it's just part of my journey, is what it is.
0: And, uh, I, I once made the mistake because I saw a picture with you with um, uh, Israel. At a, yeah, uh, yeah, i got to say his last name wrong. Adesan- Adesanya. 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 Yeah. Um, so I thought he was, and that was the weekend he walked out for the Okoli fight yeah, with, yeah. Uh, was it Anthony Joshua yeah, and somebody yeah. else? I forget the third one. But yeah, no, it was just those two. Just those yeah, two. Yeah. For some reason, I also thought, like, well, he was saw MVP, so he must be Nigerian as well. You are not. Yeah. yeah. Right? Your family is from where? Like, where are they Jamaica from? and Trinidad. And how often do you get back there?
1: Oh, quite regularly. Well, obviously, the last time Jamaica was before uh, the lockdown, and the last time in Trinidad was not too long ago. I think it was last year. Yeah, so... Sp- I go, I go back and forth, but weird enough, I actually done my ancestry, and it's by way of Ghana.
0: Ah, um, okay, by way of Ghana. Yeah, oh, cool.
1: yeah. yeah, So I go back. Uh, I went to Ghana two years ago Christmas. I'm going again in Ghana is like actively
0: June. recruiting people to to, to move home. People oh man, descendants It's, of Ghana it's beautiful back. over yeah. there. It is beautiful. They're over making there, a pitch man. to uh, African Americans. Yeah, incredible boxing yeah, yeah.
2: culture in yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually spotted some Ghana, of the guys. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I some of the guys over there as well.
1: Um, there's a guy, a famous guy over there called Azuma Nelson. Oh, yeah. Uh, went to his house.
0: To did it. you really? Yeah,
1: went to his house, you know, got invited to his house. He's got a gym in his house. He's tra- train with some of the guys that train there with him. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. I really have to say, I, did. I just fell in love with the place. As soon as I got there, it just felt like, I was like, this is home.
0: I got to say, Jamaican champions right now. Leon Edwards, Jamaican champion. Oh, man. Al Sterling, yep. Jamaican champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you see Jamaica in the track and fields of the Olympics. <laughs> it's time to get busy, <laughs> dude. Like That's some, some athletic talent that
1: comes out of 100%, there. hundred percent. hundred percent. I think Jamaica's always uh, on the map somewhere, but for some reason, whether it be music. Uh, Big E in WWE. He's Jamaican. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. I saw when I was at a resort, they had like a picture of all famous people with Jamaican oh. family descent, and oh, like all wow, athletes, wow. entertainers, and they had this pa- giant picture. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> and you
0: met Usain Bolt, right?
2: Yes, my, hey, man. my son had almost like a make a wish type thing. His oh, wish was because he's been uh, battling a lot of physical health and terrible oh. palsy. And his wish, he, because my son runs on the middle school and high school cross country teams, he looks at Usain Bolt as the, of course, the ultimate, yeah. of course, you know. Of course. And we amazing. ended up getting a chance to meet him wow. and, and just. What a, wow, I haven't a, met him myself. He what an like icon. What a, like a, a guy, guy that like shows you his real heart, and yeah, you're yeah. like, this is a real dude. You know,
1: it's
0: just oh, a good man. dude. That's nice. Also, another showman.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, no,
1: 100%. I, and everyone, you know, just for the 10 seconds that he's running for. Still found a way. It's just like yeah. everybody wants still
2: to see him. Still found a way. I mean, he was like so far ahead of people he could like look over the shoulder. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. Like, remember when Ben Johnson took all the steroids in 88 <laughs> and he was like turned around and Carl Lewis was like at the starting yeah, block still? That's crazy. It's like that with yeah, Usain. I could ask you, because, you know, when my wife and I argue, she'll be like, you missed your calling in life. You should have been a gross defense lawyer who don't <laughs> mean, doesn't listen to facts and just keeps, you know. Do you feel like with your competitiveness and athleticism that if you had picked a different a different sport or passion that that it, it, it could have gone the same way? So I'll say, yeah, because everything that I seem to touch physically,
1: I do well at. Um, I got into basketball when I was younger, but done extremely well football done extremely well cricket done extremely well. I went skiing on a ski trip that's a uh, ski trip with a school and this, uh, the actual coach there was like, would you want to train for the Olympics?" So I was like no <laughs> <laughs> I like skiing but he, but he was like man, you're really good and blah, blah, blah. like I pick things when it comes to like just movement I pick it up really well um, so I always always kind of excel in these things but I think it's just martial arts are just because it was just so close to home and my heart family. It was always something that I'd, I'd never, I'd never switch. So I'd be playing football and I'd get bored and I'd be doing this, i get bored, I'd be doing this, I'd get bored. But always in between all of those things, I'm always doing martial arts. Uh, one thing my dad said when he, when when I was younger was, so uh, your training uh, and school are the two things you can't negotiate, though you have to go. You don't have to compete, you just have to train. For the discipline? You just have to train. You never. I get it now, but he never explained at the time. He's just like, and even when he kept saying, "Remember, guys, you don't have to train. Uh, you don't have to compete." I was like, "Why are you telling me that? We love competing." But I don't know why he keeps telling us this. But um, yeah, that, those are the two things that are non-negotiable. School you have to go to, and uh, training you have to go to. So even when I got in trouble, and like if I got in trouble doing anything, my mum was not anno- like would get annoyed. She like, "Oh, you're not going training today." He's like, "No, no, no. He's like, Let him go training. <laughs> I get my ass kicked." And I, I knew. <laughs> Anytime I'm, I'm even questioning and making a bad decision, I was like, i got to go training this week. Ah, forget it. I'll leave it.
0: <laughs> Your mom, like, she got overruled when dad was, like, training? Tra- tra- no, type? but it just
1: because she she, she, she kind of she trusted him enough with the, the martial arts side to know that I was going to get punished anyway. So I'll be sitting there, like, in horse riding starts for bloody ages, like, <laughs> shaking and quivering. Because <laughs> we started uh, our The actual thing that I started in was Laogar Kung Fu. So that's the first thing that we did, but the competitions were kickboxing competitions. Um, So yeah, a lot of our training is like really traditional, old school style training. So
2: yeah, it was it was pain. So your dad got (laughs) to see you become a star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your dad fought
0: kickboxing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah. So So how proud was he? Like that. that Most dads
0: don't do that. Yeah, like when you meet most kids, what does your dad do? Yeah, I mean, he's a carpenter. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: no, he he fought on, uh, for for years. That was, became his passion because he was doing uh, and BT. yeah so doing the BT phone lines uh, back back then, and he just dropped everything. His mum like, <laughs> nearly killed him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm dropped everything." He's like, "What are you gonna do?" He's gonna start teaching kickboxing. <laughs> like, which what? which of
0: your which of your family moved from the islands here?
1: So both of them. So. Weirdly enough, my mom moved so from Jamaica. So they grew up over there and then moved Yeah, here. so they were, my mom was six, I think, when she came over. I think my dad was a little bit older when he came over. Weirdly enough, there was a, uh, something I actually want to talk about with at some point, but there's a weird community back in the day in the UK of Caribbeans that was drawn to Kung Fu films. So there used to be a thing called late night cinema. And after it showed the commercial cinema, uh, like the commercial movies, the Hollywood movies and stuff, it would then show a load of like um, kung fu films. And for some reason, the Caribbean community was just drawn to that. And they'd go and go late night, watch the film, come out thinking that they could do all the, <laughs> all the different moves that they've seen. But then they would go and seek out um, classes and it became a thing. So when my mom came over, cause she didn't know anybody, her older cousin, Stan Brown, who's actually a master kung fu artist. Um, she was like, oh. Can I just come to class with you? So I guess it's like a social for her. Like, you know, I get to meet people and so on and so forth. And, you know, they'll go out to cinema and stuff. And that's when she met my dad. My dad was training to understand Brown. Um, and then obviously she got into it herself she used to compete and fight and mom too yeah yeah okay yeah, so everybody. you start Jeez. training
2: when you're 3 yeah. and your dad's an ex fighter or maybe a current one at the time so what do you, yeah. what head start are you getting over the average kid you're getting like discipline toughness knowledge you know at, at such a young age and so that's many why he skills. said that's why he said he wanted me to do it. and i think this is why I
1: was so adaptable to go in uh, when i was i used to break dance um uh did like i said football this like, everything that i went into i picked up really quickly but i think it's because i had the coordination and strength sure. from a young age i could i was just adaptable to to absolutely anything that was in front of me physically hmm. um so, so no
2: football coach was able to get you into into the soccer pitch or what? so
1: weird enough i i had uh again I, so I started off with I think it was the QPR youth team. Then it was Fulham. Queens Park Rangers. Yeah. Then it was Fulham youth that. team. I'm, I'm, not, you know, I'm not cultured. <laughs> then uh, yeah, Fulham youth. Then I played for Epsom Eagles. Uh, I did quite a few bits in football. I just didn't push myself enough. Like even when I went to so a friend of my mum's, uh, her and her daughter went. Uh, used to she used to have her daughter doing private tennis lessons. And she was like, oh, there's a couple of days where she, she could bring a friend if she wanted to. And I was her friend. So uh, she's like, yeah, you can go. I, I went and smashed all the kids. that These guys have been training every single day. I've had no technique. And I'm just like <laughs> whacking this ball back and then just go rushing over to the other side, whacking this ball back and smashing them. And the guy was, re- the, one of the coaches that was really interested in me, but my mom didn't have the money for us to mm. continue doing that kind of stuff. Um, so, but yeah, I just picked things up pick things up and it has to 100% I attribute all of it to the martial arts training I did when I was younger by
0: the way just as sort of a side note there's a I think it's in the Showtime documentary about the Wu-Tang Clan Yeah, you ever seen it yeah yeah, yeah so I they talk about, about it. like in the 80s and the 90s uh like you hear, if you listen to Enter the 36 Chambers, they have all those samples from the Kung Fu movies and how there was one this- one of my favorites as well. Right, <laughs> and you look at like, you look at all the uh, like so the exploitation movies that came out at the same time, all the Kung Fu inf- influences. It's interesting that you said the Caribbean yeah. folks here got into it because if there was something similar happening in New York yeah, around same, the, same the same time.
1: Yeah, same, I can't remember who I was I think it was Renata I was speaking to and he was telling me that his dad, exactly the same thing. There was a culture of uh, things back then, but he, he got into Karate, not Kung Fu, right. but still they just wanted to do some form of martial art. And, uh, and I think he was he did taekwondo or something. Yeah.
0: By the way, as kind of like an acrobatic martial arts guy, do you have a favorite martial arts movie?
1: It's it's hard to and narrow why it down to answer, one.
0: Why is the answer the Raid? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Raid though. Come on, I love the, the raid. raid. Is amazing. I love the Raid though,
1: and even Raid Two. Raid Two I, with the hammers. Oh, oh my god! I've never see this is especially over here. People don't applaud in cinemas. Everyone tries to be polite. Yes. Yeah. There was, I think there was two moments in that film where everyone, after the fight scene stopped, everyone was just like,
2: it was so instinctive. No one can help it. It was like, what the hell did I just watch? I they did were, Star Wars episode seven, not a bit. I was like, I was like <laughs> no, seriously. Cause we just needed to get that, the prequels. But exactly
1: that. So yeah, I, I I find it epic film, but I love the, I I'm, I think I'm just drawn to a lot of the traditional arts. So the 36 chambers of Shaolin. One of my favorites, Um Tai Chi Masters with Jet Li is one of my favorites. I think they call it. It's because they have different titles sometimes. I think Tai Chi Masters is also called Twin Warriors, so sometimes they have different titles. Um Massive Jackie Chan fan, so a lot Does of awesome his awesome stunts, uh, amazing. A amazing. lot of his films, I was like obsessed, obsessed with. Um, so him, John claude Van Damme back in the day as well.
2: Steven Seagal, uh, no, I I can't. I'm not a fan, of Steven. He sorry. fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> He's on. terrible. His pro- okay, yes, the, the rest of his career, his was prime man. I was never Seagal Never, never. I'm and not I think- talking about the one where they went to Alaska with the spilled oil. That one was weird. But every other one than the prime one. You, know
1: you know what annoyed me about Steven Seagal is he could go get into a car crash, explosion, like jump out a plane, <laughs> and his hair was perfect oh, yeah, every yeah. single time. No, not a scratch, no dirt on his yeah. body, nothing. But everybody that he was in the scene with was just completely <laughs> fucked up. I was like, Ah, uh, this guy's crap, man. Like, well, you know, well, Judo had,
0: Gene LaBelle made him shit himself. so yeah. that's all you. I mean, you know yeah, that story? No, you don't know that story? No, no, oh, no. Yeah. dude, they were on the set of a movie, and I guess there was some kind of conflict. Dude, Judo Gene LaBelle is—he's dead now, but like in his day, well, wasn't yeah. there an
2: argument in a bet that yeah. that Seagal thought he couldn't be choked yeah, out? Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that, that there was someone on set that couldn't couldn't put it on him. Judo Gene Labelle did it and put his fucking ass to sleep yeah. on a movie set. with multiple witnesses to it. Like, bro, yeah,
1: I, sorry, bro. I, I, I I'm sorry. I don't believe him as a, even as a martial artist personally. But hey, he taught Anderson fingers. that front kick Yeah, even that. All, right? <laughs> oh man, I hate. Uh, <laughs> thank him. I, hate I, hate that. <laughs> I hated all of that. But and yeah, he, he's
0: he's now, made a career of. And dude, no. now he just dresses like Rosie O'Donnell. It's <laughs> <Dude. the worst. laughs> And he plays uh, guitar,
2: kind know. of like a badass, but like he's just like going nuts <laughs> on with his band doing solos. I mean, uh, and did he didn't become a cop for a while; like he's living them. A- he's no. chasing chasing uh, bail
0: jumpers or so
1: whatever. So yeah, less not not him. Yeah, okay. unfortunately, but yeah, lot of the of old school forms I was raised on and. Absolutely love. Five Deadly Venoms is one of the th- reasons why a friend of mine called me Venom as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah.
2: All right, so when Jean-Claude Van Damme walked into the cage and gave... Uh, who, who Brennan, you, Ward. Brennan, Brennan Ward. Brendan Ward and gave oh, him it? an awkward hug afterwards, we were like, yeah, yeah, oh, get so that. I
1: didn't see that. Yeah. What was that the last? The last, last Valtor, I, I yeah, yeah, me. yeah. It was it was the first, I only, it was the first I only, I only the watched the card. clips
2: afterwards, yeah.
1: so I never got to see it. See I didn't know he was there. That was cool. He showed that's up. That's cool. That's cool. His hair was looking a little weird.
0: A little yeah, weird. you know, he's old <laughs> enough. I don't think it's as brown as it looked. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah uh, but
2: that movie where he became a hockey goalie, sudden death, that was pretty cool. That's on, terrible.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> MVP, we don't have much time left. So one question I sort of wanted to get to was your career has kind of been looked at as like, oh, we've got a guy who's got this unusual style. Could this be a new thing that gets picked up more in MMA? And it hasn't really been too much. Mm. Robert Whitaker has some elements yeah, of the yeah, style. Yeah, I'm
1: a fan of it, massive fan of him Yeah, well.
0: I mean, but he's got a lot of... He's got no, his course, own thing. He course, just picked. Course, yeah. it. And, and maybe that's it, right? Is Robert Whitaker the future in the sense that, like, no one's going to really have your style. Wonder mm. Boy's got a little bit of yeah, it as yeah, well. Yeah, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy. Um, but I think people might take things from it. Like, how is your... The style of, of striking you come from... Will you see more influence of it? Just will be very style dependent. How do you see the future of it? So um, I actually posted a clip, weird enough, of uh, KSI's last knockout. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again,
1: it is just a. It was nice because even the responses and what people were saying, but it's nice to a reminder of what I have brought to the table. Whether everybody takes it or not is uh, one thing. There's a lot of young kids that I know come from my sport as well that are now training in our gym. So I know eventually it will, you know, it it will creep back up again. yeah. Yeah. And you see it even like um, Norbert Noveni, a lot of his styles now is bouncing. And a lot of the guys in my gym, they're moving how, you know, where I come from. I've actually brought some guys from the points world into, into shoot fighters and they're sparring with some of the guys. And like, I did not expect them to move like how we moved. I thought that was gonna be our advantage, you know, be able to, they'll struggle to kind of find us. But I think I've brought something to the table, at least over here anyway. Um, that I know, people it will continue, and certain people will pick up certain a a- new template, attributes in a way. I yeah, mean, not yeah, everybody yeah. can do it. You, you no, know, one hundred percent. But it's even at a basic level, it's it's uh, effective. Yeah, it's effective. People sh- struggle to understand the bounce and the rhythm of it. Um, so even if they don't, you take away all the flashiness and it's just the basic bounce. People are landing some some shots. Right, I'm seeing w- seeing a few. People what doing influence?
2: It. I feel I have a feeling there had to have been. Prince Nasim Ahmed, now, what influence did that have at all on anything?
1: Weird enough, uh, it's, it's weird. I didn't watch boxing for a long time. So it was only when he was uh, like on his way out, I think, just before his last fight, that I started watching a lot of his stuff. Before Muhammad Ali, because only because of my family, you know, was. Massively into uh, Ali, so I watched the boxing, and then I got into Pinnell Whitaker as well. Sure. So Sweet Pea was for my Whittaker's guy. A beast. Oh, man, I, I love watching his Fluid stuff. Like, man, I mean, just, yeah, was was just so beautiful. So, so like, I take, I draw inspiration from everything, but it's not always martial arts based. Like right. uh, people have seen me act like I'm playing basketball while I'm fighting, and I love the movement of basketball. I've seen, I've slipped punches pretending that I'm crossing over someone. Mm. Slip punches and come back. So I I just draw inspiration from absolutely anything, and I just try to be as creative as possible.
2: But you're like kind of like a rock star in the cage. Meaning, you know what I mean? Like you're 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 doing two things at once. You're actively carrying out a game plan and winning fights, and you're not, you know, unapologetically flashy and entertaining yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and i in and like you know you you've probably received criticism at times for <laughs> from, that but from to balance that beginning. out <laughs> at the highest level and be who you are underneath mm. and also have massive success it's like that's the that's the model man. no thank you I mean, it's, it's i
1: I don't think I, like I, I wouldn't in fact i would never have been able to do it any other way if i had to try to just be or learn how a traditional mma fighter would be I'd I'd lose a many have would have lost a lot of fights and nobody would know who MVP even is. <laughs> um so I I there was only one way I was gonna do it. If I if it wasn't successful, it wasn't successful, but
0: I w- I had to do it my way. But, well, yeah. you've done a lot of it your way. Yeah. It's gone for the most part pretty damn well. Definitely, so congratulations on everything. You. Thanks for making the trip across no, London no, thank to come you. see us. March 10th, oh, you gosh. can see MVP. Beltor two ninety two. <laughs> Yeah. Uchi, Gama Uchi That
2: is a hell of a fight. It's Can a great fight. Not wait. great fight. But Enjoy that trip to it. California. Oh, yeah. That's God, a not. long
1: one. <laughs> I'm just going gonna, gonna to be out sleeping. <laughs> there he is. Michael Venom Page.
0: Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.